We've all heard the names of William Kidd, John Gow, or Thomas Sutton, who is famous for having sailed with the famed pirate Bartholomew Roberts, who laid down the pirate code we've all heard so much about. But few have heard of the most feared of the Scottish pirates. And perhaps it's because he wasn't really a pirate. He was, in fact, one of the first Commodores of the United States Navy. John Paul was born in Arbingling, Scotland. As a kid, he used to walk up the hill that overlooked the bay and watch the ships come into the harbor. When he turned 13, he started apprenticing aboard the merchant ship Friendship. Over the years, he rose to the ranks all the way to becoming the first mate aboard the Two Friends in 1766. A couple of years later, he left the ship and returned back to Scotland. Now this is where Paul's story turns and the age of sail gets the start to one of her coolest stories ever. In 1768, Paul entered service on the brig John, and after the captain and first mate fell ill and died of yellow fever, he took command of the ship and sailed it back to port safely, a feat he was handsomely rewarded for. On his second voyage aboard John, he ran into trouble. A crewman had attempted to get early wages, and Paul had him flogged. The sailor later died from the flogging, and his family tried to have Paul punished. Paul managed to save his skin, but his reputation was destroyed. The governor of the area suggested he flee. Paul joined a ship bound for England and did just that. On board the English vessel Betsy, he sailed to Tobago for 18 months. Here, another dispute over wages occurred, and he stopped a mutiny by killing another sailor. But this was the last straw. Fearing the outcome of an admiralty's court, Paul fled and adopted the surname Jones, and would forever be known as John Paul Jones. Not much is known of Jones's life between his arrival in North Carolina, where he took the name Jones, in 1775, when he showed up in Philadelphia to offer his services to the newly formed Continental Navy. In fact, he was almost passed over entirely, but a man of great renown knew of his exploits. That man was Richard Henry Lee of Virginia, a man who, if you have forgotten, was the delegate to propose the motion that became the Declaration of Independence. Jones was appointed first lieutenant aboard the USS Alfred on December 7, 1775. He was aboard the ship during the main voyage of the Continental Navy and had the honor of being the first to fly the very first American flag over a naval vessel, the Grand Union. He took part in the first naval action, a raid on the British port of Nassau for military supplies for Washington's army. And later, in exchange for command of a newly ordered frigate, he took command of a small sloop named Providence. Under his command, Providence provided escort to supply ships moved soldiers up and down the colonies, and during a six-week mission in Nova Scotia, Jones inflicted heavy casualties on the British. Jones led two different attacks on the area. The first, on the Providence, he destroyed 15 ships, captured two, and destroyed much of the several villages in the area. Three days later, he pillaged Isla Madame. The nine ships in harbor immediately surrendered, though three were later lost due to gale-forced winds forcing them onto shore. He returned to Boston with six prizes. The Alexander, Kingston Packet, Success, and Defense were from his final attack on Nova Scotia. Weeks later, on November 22nd, while in command of the Alfred, he returned to the area and burned a transport that was laden with supplies. 
Days later, he then freed 300 American prisoners from the coal mines of Nova Scotia. So complete was Jones's destruction and victory over the British that John Robin, a merchantman of great renown in the area, completely gave up any attempt to continue the trade until after the war was over. Despite his great success on the seas of Canada, Jones was constantly rebuffed by his superiors and unable to climb the ladder of rank. Eventually given command of a much smaller vessel, Ranger, he sailed to France where he was supposed to take command of a new ship the Dutch were building for America. Britain had other plans though and was able to force the Dutch to sell it to France instead as they were not an ally of America and at peace with Britain. While America and France had long talked about an alliance, France did not feel that America could win such a war. That was until the victory at Saratoga, and on February 6, 1778, France signed an alliance with America, and eight days later, when the USS Ranger pulled into Brest Harbor, the flagship of Captain Lamotte Piquet fired a nine-gun salute, making the Ranger the first American vessel to be saluted by a foreign power. Days later, John Paul Jones and the Ranger sailed to bring the American Revolution to the seas of Britain. During this action, he assaulted the town of Whitehaven, attempted the capture of the HMS Drake, and harassed his old hometown. Jones's crew were more inclined to pillage and burn than to conduct themselves as naval sailors. This attitude apparently being encouraged by his senior officers, Jones decided to abandon his attempt at attacking Whitehaven and instead returned to the Irish Seas to harass the merchant ships. While in the Irish Seas, he decided to try and take the Drake a prize. Jones wanted to take on the crew in a fight in broad daylight, but his insubordinate crew were unwilling to risk such an action. Jones attempted a night attack, but according to the records, the sailor in charge of dropping anchor to allow them to get the best shot from their broadsides was too late and so gave away the element of surprise. Jones decided to retry the assault in Whitehaven. There, Jones went in with the crew and started on the fort first, spiking the great cannons on the battlements to prevent any firing on the ranger. The plan was to sink the entire merchant fleet that was in the harbor, some three to four hundred vessels. This plan quickly turned south though, as it had taken them too long to land on the shore due to a change in winds. And with the heavy winds, fires became too difficult to set. So the crew decided to raid the pubs to try to help set the ships on fire. But it was too tempting to not have a drink. So instead of burning the ships, they got drunk. In the end, after Jones pulled his crew out of the bars and back to the Ranger, they had only managed to set fire to the coal ships, which were quickly put out as some crew members actually alerted the townspeople. Perhaps following their feelings, Jones sailed to his old hometown and attempted to abduct the Earl of Selkirk in order to exchange him for American prisoners. But at last, the Earl was out of town. Jones returned to the Irish Seas and decided to make another attempt at capturing the Drake. Jones sailed the Ranger in close and engaged her in an exchange of gunfire that lasted over an hour long. When the smoke settled, Drake struck her colors. Their captain dead, Jones's second command took control of her and they sailed back to Brest. The Drake became the first British vessel to be taken a prize in British waters by the American. When they returned to France, Jones was given command of a new ship, a 42-gun merchant ship that was, had been outfitted to act as Jones's flagship. He named it the Bonham Richard to honor his friend, Benjamin Franklin. 
He sailed back to Britain to further harass and disrupt the British Navy. Jones sailed around the British Isles, capturing prize after prize, making a fool of the greatest navy the world had ever seen. But it was September of 1779 when he truly made his name. On September 23rd, his squadron of five ships, the Richard, Alliance, Palais, Vengeance, and the Le Cerf, along with two privateers, Monsieur and Granville, came upon a massive merchant convoy protected by a 22-gun Countess of Scarborough and the HMS Serapis, a 44-gun ship of the line. Jones ordered his squadron to attack the convoy. Jones and the Richard took on the Serapis, while the Alliance attempted a half-hearted firing on the Countess. The rest of the squadron sailing after the merchant ships. With the wind dying and Jones quickly realizing that the Richard, though newly fitted, was not strong enough to take on the Serapis by herself, decided to lock the ships together and attempt to board her. It was in this moment that the captain of the Serapis, Richard Pearson, asked if Jones was willing to surrender, to which he replied with his now famous, I have not yet begun to fight. After further fighting, another request for surrender was made. To this, Jones is believed to have said, I may sink, but I'll be damned if I strike. The Richard's crew stopped an attempted boarding by the Serapis, and then the Alliance returned firing two great broadsides, damaging both the Serapis and the Richard. But it had its desired effect to make the British captain realize that there was no victory here. So he surrendered to Jones. The Bonham Richard could not be saved, though, and a couple of hours after she had won her great victory, she sunk. Jones and his prizes returned to France, where he was graced with titles and honors befit a hero. But in England, they dubbed him a pirate. Jones finished his career in America, and after two captaincies fell through, he departed to enter into the service of Russian Empress Catherine the Great. After great success, he fell victim of political infighting and returned to France in May of 1790 where he was appointed consul by George Washington so that he could engage in talks with the Dey of Algiers to free some American prisoners. At last, these talks would not occur as Jones would die in his bed on July 18, 1792. A small processional walked his body the four miles from his apartment in France to his burial site in the St. Louis Cemetery. A couple of years later, the French Revolutionary government sold the cemetery and Jones's burial spot was lost. Until, in 1905, the U.S. ambassador to France found him and had him brought home. As his body approached his adoptive homeland, which he had been so crucial to their gaining of independence, aboard the USS Brooklyn, with an escort of three cruisers, Jones received a salute from seven battleships. The father of the United States Navy now lies entombed beneath the Naval Chapel Bancroft Hall of the United States Naval Academy, Annapolis, Maryland. President Theodore Roosevelt spoke at his internment, saying, every officer should feel in each fiber of his being an eager desire to emulate the energy, the professional capacity, the indomitable determination, and dauntless scorn of death which marked John Paul Jones above all his fellows. America's first naval hero, but a pirate to the English. He gave our Navy its earliest traditions of heroism and victory.